Hello, this is Diana Olenik, of the host of the Alchemia Success Show. And today we are speaking with Donalyn Riley. She is a business spiritual health coach and she helps high achievers to go from stable to activated and accelerated. This is very interesting. It sounds that we need to have all of this, you know, like path or this discovery of this journey in order to find the success or to find where is that next step that we have to take for more achievement. Donalyn has a very interesting perspective and today she's gonna share with us how she developed that perspective, how she's, she, her life has been and how she helps other people to actually get there. Thank you so much, Donalyn, for sharing with us all your expertise and all your experience in the Alchemia Success Show. Please I'm let so us know, sorry, please <laughs> let us know how did you get started or how is your story? Sure. So I'm so happy to be here. This is great. Um, so I, how I got started, right? So I, um, was the CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation. And the reason how I became a spiritual health coach um, is really because of a health issue that my husband had. And he said, oh, all those traditional ways of dealing with it, I'm not doing any of them. And uh, even though it's life-threatening, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and, uh, and you can figure it out. You'll figure it out what I'm supposed to do to save my life. And um, that was really a lot of pressure and I took it on uh, seriously, right? And so uh, that journey really brought me to become a spiritual health coach. And from there, I was still the CEO of this corporation where there was work to be done and I was different, right? I had gone through this transformation. He had gone through this transformation. He was no longer in a life-threatening situation and I was totally different and I was showing up and trying to do that same job. And what I found was that I could do that job really, really differently and get really, really different results because I was doing the internal work and watching the external results of that. Yeah, that sounds super interesting. How or where did you learn to make that actual internal work? What inspired you, you know, to actually learn that or it was from pure experience? How was that? So uh, fortunately, there, I went to a lot of training <laughs> and I had a lot of time to practice, right? Because all of that that I just described happened in 2007. Yes. So uh, there was time in there. It sounds like, you know, this all happened last week, but in reality, time went by, right? And life shifts and changes. And, um, and I also had the opportunity to continue to not just educate myself, but also to practice uh, individually as, as a practitioner, but also then to practice inside my company for five or six years before I moved on from that company. So, um, so the practice, being able to do something over and over again is a really important piece of the puzzle. It's kind of like um, meditation. People like to say, oh, 
uh, yeah, no, I know if I meditate, I'll get quiet in my mind, but you don't actually get the benefit of it unless you do it. Mm-hmm. Knowing about it isn't enough. Yeah. And so that's really what happened for me is that I knew a lot. I learned a lot about doing the internal work, but it wasn't until I really practiced over and over and over and watched the results build up that I said, this is really what's making the biggest difference in my life and in my company. That company grew exponentially. So that was really cool. Yes, I was um, reading a a couple of your articles, which are very interesting, by the way. So I'm inviting any listener to go and take a look. But you spoke in one of those ones about the one question that we have to make for transformation. And that question is, how can I participate? Mm -hmm. So I like maybe to help us with a little bit of exploration about where does this question come from and how, what what does it mean and how we can, you know, actually apply it? How, what are the results of this question, this very one question? Yeah, so this is a really core question. And it really, the essence of the question is about becoming present, right? It's about how am I showing up in this moment and how can I show up in the next moment, just this next moment. So a lot of times what happens for people is um, they get a big plan and then they write it all down. They say, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take it, you take the boxes and it's all gonna work out and nobody get in my way. And unfortunately, life does not respond that way, right? That is just not how it works. Life comes up, time goes by, things don't work out the way we expected. And so when you ask yourself, how can I participate in this process? It's about really becoming present in your own business and in your own transformation and in the transformation of your business. So I work primarily with business owners and um, high level executives and salespeople, right? So people who have a very direct link to what is happening in their companies. Mm -hmm. And when you say, how can I participate in this shift? It changes everything, right? Because if the company is, well, we just went through this giant change for many, many, many companies. What happened in March of this year was that uh, their business tanked, right? Many people, some people's business didn't tank, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people's business tanked. Everybody went home and we didn't know what to do and we didn't know how bad it was. And we thought, oh, it'll all be over in two weeks. And it wasn't, right? And and everybody um, stopped spending. Many people stopped spending and uh, stopped going out. And this whole new pattern emerged. In that moment, that is a moment where your business is changing, whether you like it or not. It's changing. Mm-hmm. You are going through change. You are going to have to be different at the end of it. Yeah. And if you had a system that was working for you and you were like, no, 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 no. I'm going to wait for the world to come back to the way it was. It became very, very obvious, very quickly that the world's not going back to the way it was. It's going back to some version of itself that is different from how it has been. And that is different from 
where what happened in those early times, right, of uh, COVID and all of that. And we're sort of emerging as something different. And the people who are able to say, how can I participate in this moment are ending up with a different type of business and they're, they're going to this new place with themselves and with their business in a really gentle, easy sort of way. Not that losing your whole business yeah. is easy, yeah. <laughs> right? But it's much easier than kicking and screaming, right? And mm -hmm. saying, I won't go, I won't go, I won't go. No, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna do the thing and I'm gonna wait until the world catches up with me and it, it'll be fine. No, it won't be fine. You have to shift. Mm -hmm. And that's true. This is such a drastic example of that, right? Of that moment where you, the, the earthquake is happening and you have to say, how can I participate in this moment? Do I need to protect myself? Do I need to protect my loved ones? Do I need to right, stabilize the building? How am I showing up? That so what we just went through so drastic and uh, really pretty global, right? Uh, so it's really easy to talk about in these big terms, but these are the things that are happening really in everyday business. These are the questions we have to ask ourselves in each moment of each day is how can I show up in this moment and participate in a meaningful way so that I can really make an impact on this day that may not be the same as what my original goal was, but is in alignment with where I'd like to go. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. So usually in business says, of course, we have certain plans, right? Profitability plans, that's what we learn in the financial world. We have to have, even times years ago, we used to do pro, uh, forecasts, pronostics based yeah. on past sales that companies had. What do you recommend to a business owner that is stuck in this, you know, planning? We have plans. We have to make plans for surviving. What would you say to a person that says, how do we handle the plans then? If we want to let the life take us, you know, and, 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 and avoid the resistance of the change, what would you say? Yeah, so a lot of the work that I do uh, with people is personal work. It's really kind of personal development work. Mm -hmm. And so as a, as a person, either on that team of planners, right? So it doesn't have to be you alone, but if you're the one planning or if you're on that team of planners, um, to do the work internally to become present and to find ways um, to, to really uh, allow yourself to find the quiet in you <laughs> so that you can really hear what's happening. It allows you in those planning times to come up with better ideas because ultimately you're right. We have to plan. We can't not plan for a future even though we don't know what it is right? Yeah. We still, we have to take a little bit of a guess at it and we have to do the best we can. And we have to say, well, maybe it's not based on our past, but it could be based on today and it could be based on last week. And it might be based on these immediate results that we're getting. And so to be able to reframe and to look at things differently in your planning 
is a skill that really comes from doing a lot of internal work, right? Yes. Um, so that's, that is what I would say, is do your work. And when you show up, you will bring something different to the table. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that especially during these times, we start to realize that most of our life has been driven also by self-judgment, right? We keep judging ourselves always by saying, for example, if the plan didn't work, it's all my fault, something is wrong inside myself. That's why I'm not getting those goals, those sales. We have to make things, I'm, I'm putting always resistance. What did you say to someone in order to inhibit that self-judgment happening inside ourselves? Yeah, there are so many um, ways we can get in our own way, aren't there? Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and putting that, what you said, resistance, right? Putting that resistance on our path is, uh, is one of the ways that we really do ourselves a disservice. So to be able to have some tools to deal with your emotions um, on a regular basis, A, and also even under extreme circumstances, to be able to have, a, well, in the olden days, they would have called them coping mechanisms. But now we think of coping mechanisms as something that is uh, just putting up with something we don't like and finding a way to make ourselves feel okay about it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but in a way, it, it's what we do to deal with our own emotional state, to understand the relationship between soul and mind and body. So this is where it gets a little in that ooey gooey spiritual space, right? Where I start saying the S word, right? We talk about soul or spirit or that space in you that is timeless. And by that, I mean, it doesn't really feel like you experience time in that space, right? In your body, you experience time. You can say, oh, look, my body is different than it was when I was 10 or 20 or 50 or whatever it is that is just behind you, right? And so uh, your body experiences time and your mind certainly experiences time because you're constantly thinking about the future and the past and, right? And sometimes you're present here, but that part of you that experiences no time is the part of you that I really am talking about when I talk about spirit or uh, soul, or sometimes I'll say eternal you, uh, which doesn't mean you have to believe in anything, right? Mm -hmm. It just means that the experience is of timelessness. And why it's important in business, right, is that as you understand that part of you, as you become that part of you, then you understand your brain and your body are your resources, they're your tools. And once you know that, and a few ways to understand the language they're speaking to you, because your body is always speaking to you and your mind is always giving you information about where you are and what's happening and what is appropriate in this moment for the best possible outcome, right? But if you are in your mind, then you can run away with it. Then you can go like, oh, what are we going to do? We don't have any sales. What's going to happen? Oh, no, nobody's coming out of their houses. What are we going to do? Right. Mm -hmm. But if you are not in that runaway mind and you're able to come to a space that is where that spirit is, where that 
quietness is, then you're really able to interpret the information so differently and to know some new answers about, okay, we don't have sales today. What are we going to do about that? How are we going to participate? Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yes. I feel that, especially during these times, this is the type of inspiration that we need. This is the real solution, in my own opinion, is to go back to the inside and for all the circumstances that seem outside to be a threat for us, see them from the inside and with those different eyes, away from the judgment and from the analysis and the thoughts, the fast thoughts that we have all the time. So I really appreciate your insight. It's absolutely beautiful. And I, I totally that. agree. I totally agree with that. This is what we need. We need more of this. We need more of you, Donalyn, in this world <laughs> for people to get to that understanding because the, the whole problem is just that we've been confused, right? The, no, there are not all of these problems outside, or I mean, they are outside, but the transformation that we make inside make us uh, go through these problems in a different way, which is mm. healthy for us. It's totally healthy for us. That's so. right. That's right. And I think also, you know, life kind of kicks us around. So I think a lot of times people very easily and, and of course, rightly, right? They've gone through things and they've come out the other side and they've made conclusions about how they want to be in the world so that they don't get hurt. And so uh, those are kind of the contributing factors to the guilt and the worry and the shutdowns that we all experience sometimes, sometimes more than others. And being able to know how, because there are very specific ways to, to to comprehend those feelings differently mm -hmm. and also to be able to process the feelings differently and to be able to have mechanisms to stop that train that is going, right? Because anybody who's ever experienced guilt probably has a, um, a memory of it coming up. Oh, I feel guilty about the thing. And then six other times that you feel guilty about come marching in, right? And that really, it's a relationship that our body is contributing to, right? And so most of the time we don't have an awareness of that. We're like, I don't know why I thought that thought, but now I did think that thought. And you know, I really didn't like that person and they shouldn't have treated me that way. And now I've gone from being guilty to being angry. And now I have to go deal with my business in that emotional condition, which no good can come from, right? So if you can learn a few tools where you comprehend that your body is contributing, that first part, that was your mind. Okay, fine. But after a few thoughts, just not even very long, right? Just a few seconds of those thoughts, the, the signals to your body to start producing chemicals that support those feelings has gone out. And now your body is the runaway train, right? Now you've got the adrenaline running, you've got all the different chemicals, the little cocktail that adds up to guilt and worry and frustration and, right? And there's, it's very hard to get out of that. 
So learning how to control your body, how to control your mind so that you can really sort of work this mechanism that we're in, in a way that's to your benefit and to your business's benefit is, is a big part of what I do with people. Yes, it's absolutely useful. It's, as I explained, I'm very excited because this is what we really need in this time. There is a lot of confusion and a lot of stress, overwhelm, and suffering in some way, right? Because stress creates, or I mean, the result is like suffering. People feel uncertainty and they feel fearful. So I feel that your perspective, your skills, your coaching is very, very useful right now. Thank you so much, Donalyn, for all of this. Another question that I have for you is that, what do you think that is the cost of success? Because what's the price of success? Because usually we have this mindset that we have to work extremely hard to get there. And we have that set goal and we don't want to, you know, um, settle for anything less than that. That causes something. What do you feel about the cost of success? Right. So the cost of success is such an interesting question. And you're absolutely right that uh, probably 90% of the people in the Western world would say, well, you work hard and then you get somewhere and that's what you do. Um, except that if that were true, then there would be a whole lot more success in the world because there are many, 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 many people working really hard at this and not getting there. And so the difference between the people who are working hard and getting somewhere and working hard and not getting somewhere is, is the part that we have to isolate, right? And then there are some people who we think are anomalies and most people kind of don't like them who are not working very hard and are getting very far. <laughs> okay. yes, yes, and yes. so there's that space between the people who are working hard and getting somewhere that's one piece of information. And then we have the space that's like not really working that hard and getting really far. Mm -hmm. Typically, what people want to do at this moment in the conversation is start blaming everybody, <laughs> right? We say, oh, those are rich people. Those are people who are connected in a way that I'm not connected. We find all of these uh, blocks to put on our path to where they're, they are. They're already there for us, right? They're calling to us. They've even some of them written books about how we want you to be rich. We want you to actually get there, right? And we say, oh, no, they don't. They just want to sell a book for nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> Come on, right? Yes. <laughs> but the more that we do that, the more we start to see the divide between people who are working hard and not getting somewhere and people who are getting somewhere. Mm -hmm. So that divide has to do with what goes on between the, the ears here, right? Mm -hmm. in, in your mind. And it has so much to do with expectation. So I, I actually had this um, really amazing experience very early in my life where, uh, so my first career, I was actually a sound designer in New York and I got to work on Broadway stages and it was really amazing. Um, but when I was about 16, I said, oh, I'm gonna be a Broadway sound designer. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and everybody around me was like, okay, kid, good for you. You know, you're 16, you don't know anything, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I said, no, I, I, I think I'm going to do that. And mm-hmm. so that expectation, in fact, in the theater, we have a saying, if you want something impossible done, give it to someone who doesn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's really what happened for me is that I didn't know any better. I thought, oh, yeah, it's hard for old people. Right. But I'm 16 and it's not hard for me. Yeah. And they don't know. They just don't know how to do it. And two and a half years later, I was standing on Broadway being paid to do the job. Mm-hmm. And really all of that was because of what we're talking about. I had expectation. I had desire. I had hope. I knew that this was possible. A few years later, I'm trying to think if it's the exact same show. No, it's a, I think it's about a year later. Um, so my brother, my brother is a really incredible artist and he has been uh, an artist on Broadway and for the Metropolitan Opera and for all over New York and on movies and all sorts of things. And he's got his own gallery and things like this, right? So he, but he, like me, was kind of young. He was, he's about 10 years older than I am. And so uh, at the time he's, he was doing a show down the block from the show that I was doing. So mm-hmm. here I am 18 years old or 19 years old or something thinking I'm the bee's knees. And uh, my brother says, let's go to lunch. And I'm like, okay. And of course I've, I'm perky because I know that life is working out for me, right? Yeah. And so he decided at that moment to give me the big brother talk, which was, you don't really understand what it takes to get here. Mm-hmm. You don't appreciate it because you got here so easily. And I thought, well, I absolutely love this. I adore this. So I know that I appreciate it, right? But I don't, it's true. I really didn't then, and I still kind of don't have the, uh, what people would call the proper respect (laughs) for the hard work that it takes to get there. So I go off to college. I do a few shows back and forth. I, I keep traveling back and forth to New York and getting to do this amazing work. And I'm in school with these people who say, I wanna go and work in New York. And I say, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do, of course. Mm-hmm. And I graduate from college and I moved to New York because that's what I thought was the next step, right? Because my mind was clear. My mind was not cluttered with, wait a minute, somebody told me that I had to first go do all this other stuff in order to prove myself, mm-hmm. right? But my, my cohorts there, my classmates knew the plan. They tried to teach it to me. I was like, I don't really understand it. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense to me. Why would I go to Alabama and then go to New York? I want to go to New York. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to go to be in regional theater for a while, right? So they went and did those things. And 15 years later, when I was already at really at the top of my field there, certainly at the top of the part of that field that I chose to go to, meaning at some point I decided it was not for me and I was ready for a new challenge, right? Mm -hmm. They were just getting to New York. Mm -hmm. So the question you have to ask yourself is, not only do you not have to pay a cost, the same cost that you think you have to pay, The question you have to ask yourself is, are you willing to give up all of the beliefs and the um, 
the, the rocks in your mind that are in the way? Are you willing to let go of the anger and disapproval and disappointment from your past in order to create the future that you want in this moment, right? It's not really woo-woo. It's really about being present here now without all those things mm -hmm. on your back. Yes, we have. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. We create or the society and everything contributes to form this interpretation of the world, how mm -hmm. it works. But when we become an adult and have, you know, or in my own experience, have faced so many challenges and difficulties, we realize at some point after pain, pain after pain, that maybe there is another way. Maybe it doesn't mm. have to be, or maybe the, the, the idea that we have about how the world works, maybe it's not necessarily the right way that it works. So as we yes. remove those beliefs, we become more like free to see the world in other ways, thinking that maybe it's possible, not sacrificing that so much and still embracing everything that comes and being fulfilled, which is the ultimate goal. I believe that the reason why we want to have the money or impact or whatever is because we're looking for that fulfillment inside, ultimately. Mm. So, so beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how much um, we can be in charge of our lives when we know, we, we kind of don't know that the world expects us to behave differently, right? Yes, yeah, it's yes. good. Very good. We also speak about this flow between, you know, building co the confidence, how it impacts also for productivity and abundance. What do you say about that? Right. So confidence, I work a lot with people mm -hmm. on the concept of confidence and um, what happens when, when you can reframe confidence the way that we do which is really important because the way that most people talk about confidence, it's kind of a, 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 an outside viewpoint on you, right? It's a, a way of looking at you that is not from the inside. It's like, do I, am I confident? Well, yeah. you will have to ask somebody to know that, right? Yeah. And there are many, many stars uh, and, and uh, really successful people who would say they are not confident and yet the world says they are confident, right? So it's a bit of a tricky word. So once we kind of reframe that in a way where we understand that it's an inside job and that confidence comes from showing up in the present. So lack of confidence typically comes from thinking about what's about to happen or what just happened. Mm -hmm. So we're not in this moment. Yeah. So you're standing on the side of a stage and there's 500 people out there and you say, oh, no, no, I can't go out there. And you're not thinking about this moment. You're not thinking, how do I just pick up my foot and move it? Oh, yes, I know how to move my feet. I can just pick up the next foot and move it. Yeah, you're, you're not in that present moment. Yeah. You're in the moment in a few minutes where you finish your song or your speech and you wait for the reaction and you are training your brain all the time, right? So to some extent, we've trained our brains to expect things to go badly. Yeah. <laughs> and so then 
in that moment, you go like, wait a minute, they're going to laugh at me. I don't want them to laugh at me. I'm not doing it. I'm, I don't, I'm not confident enough to stand in front of people. And then we tell ourselves the lies of I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm an introvert. I, it's not for me. I'm, I'm not comfortable there. Right. And all of the ways that we kind of soften that for ourselves. But if we're able to stay really hundred percent in that moment, then the concept of confidence can be completely reframed so that you're in the driver's seat and you're happy being there. And once we're able to do that, then the, the problems with your schedule, right? The, the problems with how do I get it all done? And the problems with where is the money to get it all done? They, they all dissipate mm -hmm. because you're showing up in the correct moment. And so you can make decisions in that moment that impact today, tomorrow, the next day in a way where more money shows up, more freedom shows up, more time in a way shows up, right? You manage it differently and suddenly you're able to get things done. I always like to think of it as like a delivery route. You know, if you were going to deliver pastries around town and you had a, an address that was five minutes from you and then another address that was 10 minutes in another direction and then another address that was 15 minutes in the other direction, that if you put those all in order, that's an hour's worth of work, right? But if you put them in random order, which is the way that our brain works, right? So our brain, if our brain is not working coherently with one with itself, right? If it's not in a harmonic state physically, making brain waves, then it can't have thoughts that go together like that. So once we get the thoughts going together like that, then we go, oh. I should go to A and then B and then C and then D. And suddenly I have seven more hours in the day than I did before, mm -hmm. right? And that's kind of the basis of how it works. Yes, wow, that's awesome. That creates us as a result that more productivity and more abundance, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. Imagine what you could do if you could take everything you do in eight hours and shuttle it down to one hour, imagine what would happen in terms of productivity and abundance in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm very excited with all of these. So my next question for you is, how do you work with people? You know, like this is super, super valuable. Honestly, I'm going to jump right away to the stories in social media and speak about this episode. But I, I feel very enthusiastic every time that this topic is uh, discussed because this is part of my core beliefs also. So um, I'm very excited for the people that can get in contact with you and work for, you know, like this transformation, a real transformation from the deep core, not, a, you know, superficial transformation or how to get rich uh, from all of a sudden. No, it's a real beautiful transformation. So how people can work with you, Donnelly? Yes, so... Um... Typically, I do have some group programs, but typically the best way to work with me is actually one-on-one. -on -one. So, um, because you're going to get much more, much farther in a much shorter period of time if everything is absolutely tailored 
to you. So you can always do that through my website. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just super simple. It's donalynreilly.com, right? Don't complicate it if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so that's the easiest way to reach me. And of course, any uh, times that I do have a, um, a, a group program open, I will have it right there for you. So that really is the best place to reach me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to put something special together for your listeners. And so um, I will have for them at donalynreilly.com slash confidence. I will have a very special download that they can do that are just for them. Uh, and that will be a really, it's a, um, it's a guide on how to access that confidence that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. how to clear the deck, as it were, mm-hmm. and figure out how to get to the point where you're willing to do the thing you're afraid to do, with, even if that's just to make the phone call to the vendor or to the customer or wherever that is, right? Even if it's just to say, I will face what's in my bank account and do something about it, right? Whatever that confidence leads to for you, that's what we want to free up in you. And that's really what I designed that guide for, for your, for your listeners. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. It uh, has been an interesting conversation, an incredible conversation. I'm really glad that we got to finally have this done and share with the world this amazing message and insight that you have. It's all so beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate being able to to talk to you about it and to talk in this forum where it's so easily accepted. I think that you're right, that this is a time when we have to kind of reinvent ourselves. We have to do things a little differently than we expected, right? And then the world expected of us. So it's so wonderful to get to talk to you and to your listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much. Is there any social media also where they can contact you? Yeah, definitely. So I have a, uh, let's see, I'm on Facebook as donalynreilly.com. I have a fantastic um, community there. It's entirely free called Uplift and Activate. And it's really for online entrepreneurs. And so you'll find lots of great things there. I do weekly trainings and all of that completely free. So that's nice. And uh, of course, I have an Instagram and that one's a little tricky. It's at donalynreilly.com com com at the end of it um and if you have listeners on uh linkedin then i am there as well so they can always find me there too under my name that's awesome thank you so much is there anything that you wish i had asked you today no i think you did a beautiful job i think you you. did a wonderful job no i really don't i think Mm -hmm. that uh we covered everything Because uh, I think that there is a kind of a general attitude that the internal work sometimes isn't related to the external work. And uh, I think that people understanding that it is the basis of the external work makes a whole new world. So beautiful. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. God bless you and a lot of abundance for you. Thank you so much for this participation at the Alchemia Success Show. I just want to say, always sometimes I remind people of the meaning of alchemia. Alchemia is a word that stands for alchemy. It comes from alchemy. So alchemy means transformation. 
So this show is about transformations for success and the success comes from what you say. It's not that goal. The success is the present. That is what the show is about. So thank you so much. You're a perfect fit for this show, Donalyn. Thank you. Thank you. So great. Thank you. And see you in the next episode. If you are watching this, please don't forget to subscribe, comment, and like. And if you are listening to the show, please rate and review so we can all grow together and bring more of these amazing guests. Thank you so much and see you in the next episode. Bye for now.